The following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Post-Super Bowl edition of the Intentional Foul with Josh and Dan. Thank you for downloading for another week. Appreciate you being here. However few of you are, but that's okay. We still appreciate everyone. We do. And you have, for the second week in a row, absolutely nailed a WWE shirt. Yeah. What was it? You had the NWO last week? Last week? Uh, yeah, NWO last week. That's when I got a nice old school stone cold on. I didn't even know you had that in oh, your... Oh, yeah. I got a couple more somewhere uh, around the house. I think I got a Ric Flair one. Maybe I'll break out next really? week. Yeah. yeah. I never did well at buying WWE merchandise. I think I was most proud because he never had that big of a fan base, but he was always one of my favorites. I really loved my Diamond Dallas Page self-high-five shirt. I had a page one. I had the one where it was his, his hands on the front okay. making the diamond, diamond cutter, cutter with his face in the middle, but I'm not sure what happened to that one. Problem I, with the wrestling shirts is is there's not that many good ones. No, there's not. And the good ones are always black. They're always black shirts. Yeah, that's true. You know? At least from the Attitude Era, it seemed that way. When it was 96 and the King of the Ring at the Mecca, what was then the Mecca, I got... You know, you go to a pay-per-view, you get a shirt mm-hmm. commemorating it, whether it's a, an event shirt or a wrestling shirt. I got this at that event. <laughs> and then I got my car accident, and every time I went back to the doctor to check up on something, I always wore the shirt, and I always wound up going back into the hospital that day. So it kind of carried some hmm. bad juju <laughs> from that point on. Yeah. It's just, you leave that in the in the dresser. Right. We're, we're not going to wear that anymore <laughs> because bad things seem to happen. Bad omen. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, you're wearing that shirt. Great. <laughs> Something's going to happen. That's weird. Yeah. You know, it was very, it was, but I wore it because I loved it and it was comfortable. Right. But it was one of those shirts. And I, do you have anything that you have just absolutely worn down to like the, almost the bare threads? Like a yeah. holes in the elbows. I think and the I got collar. a. I think I got a couple of t-shirts like that that I've had since like freshman year of college. You okay. know, I had a some cr- free. You know, going to, you know, we'd go so to a tournament or something, right and you get a free t-shirt. You just kind of wear. I think I've got a like a an old intramural shirt that we ganked from somebody that's like tissue paper with lettering <laughs> on it. I always I had a couple. I had the CYO All Star shirt, which I was even a participant. I did the PA over at Craig, and it was green with blue numbers. And I always used to wear it for softball. And Carl's dad used to call me Shrek on the Hmm. field. He'd just yell at me for that. And then I had a Craig freshman football shirt, which was it was really soft material to begin with. And then as it got older, it I mean, it just wore away. Yeah, It had holes everywhere, but I always wore wore it to work out. And then it got grungier, but man. Well, I think everybody that grew up in Janesville in the 90s probably had a jab shirt that just disintegrated at some point in their lives. (laughs) All right. Intentional foul this week. We're going to have fewer and fewer things to talk about now that the NFL is gone, but maybe they'll keep us interested. Um, Obviously, you start with the Super Bowl. You heard a lot of stuff the last few days to start this week about whether people loved it or hated it. It's weird. The, the the general consensus for people that aren't diehard football fans is that it sucked mm-hmm. and it was boring. But yet some of the people that have grown up in and around football that I know absolutely love the fact that there was so much defense and there was so much game planning and they did a great job of stopping it. Whereas, I, But it I, did suck and it was boring and that's why they changed the rules. And I just wanted to be entertained, and you know what? Yeah, it's a Super Bowl. It's supposed to be the two best teams. That wasn't entertaining to me. Uh Uh-uh. It just wasn't. No. And the commercials were eh. Yeah, I never even pay attention to And I just went, well, how was the jambalaya? It was good. Okay. It was pretty tasty. All right. So, yeah, I not a great way to end the season on what was kind of a bum season for me as a Packers fan, I guess, but I, I just... I don't know. I guess I was hoping for more. What did I say? Like 
38, 34, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, and I heard Wilbon yesterday or uh, Monday, and, and you know he's he always whenever it's forty eight to forty five, he hates it because ah, oh, there's no defense and it's it's like a basketball game and they're just everybody's just throwing this and that. Well, and then it was thirteen to three, and then he was bitching about that because it was so boring <laughs> and this and that. But it's funny, like everybody talks about, oh, there was just this great defense and and this great game plan, and maybe. Or maybe both quarterbacks just played like shit. Because that's kind of what it looked like. Goff hadn't played well in the entire playoffs. No. At all. No. And, and all and of a sudden, they were expecting him to be really good against Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm not going to give the defense credit when you're continually throwing the ball at guys' feet. You know, I, I think that's probably fair. And, you know, and if you want to give credit to the game planning, that's fine. But yeah, un- unless you're a. You know, a football guru who gets into the X's and O's and the who's and why's and where's of why things are going on, which is like one percent of one percent of the, the people watching. That 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 is a niche audience, right? Most people that watch football just want to watch football, and they want to see the ball in the game. end zone. They they don't need to see like if you're a baseball fan, they don't need to see six home runs per no, team. I didn't need it to be a a, a Big Twelve championship game. Right, but these are supposed to be the two best football teams in the world, and it was three to three with six minutes left in the game. Um, this this was not the two thousand Ravens playing the eighty five Bears. <laughs> you know, it's not like the 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 by all accounts the Patriot defense up until the Super Bowl was pretty bad for most of the year. Um, so well, that's all right. They got a new guy in charge now. That's not Brett Bielema. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> There was Brett Bielema. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a mutual friend yeah, oh, yeah. try to tell us we yesterday were... that he had heard that Bielema put the majority of that game plan. I mean, come on, man. I got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you, too. There ain't no way in hell that Bill Belichick is going to allow Brett Bielema. Here you go, Brett. The winner, puts... of, the winner of nothing ever. The guy who I, I sat and watched completely piss away three consecutive Rose Bowls. No. May, you might let him do the game plan in like week two against the, the, the Jaguars or something. Not Jets. the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. Give that Flores guy credit. I mean, I had never heard of him until about three weeks ago. And, yep. you know, when the when the Dolphins hired him, right. you kind of rolled your eyes and went, uh, 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 really? Again, another Belichick crony who's going to suck? Um, but... Maybe this guy will be different. I mean, obviously, they, him and Belichick came up with something. Um, <laughs> thought it was weird because Miami seems to beat New England every year mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe now that okay. Well, they always say in the NBA when you go to Miami, it's 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 you could, it's a schedule loss because it's just it's nice. You can go out. There's places to go. Football is a little different though because usually they don't go down really. Like it's not like they're there three days before the game. Right. But uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird things. Well, back to the game. Your MVP is Julian Edelman. Julian Pedelman. <laughs> See what you did there. P E D, Ullman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's talk about putting him in the Hall of Fame, and that's riled people up. Is he a Hall of Famer because he served a suspension? And then I, I, I. I just I could care less whether he's a Hall of Famer or not. I don't care about those conversations. My my question is why is the media cover that so differently in football than they do in baseball? What do you mean the steroid issue? Edelman uh, Edelman was out the first four games of the season for taking steroids. Yes. Okay. Yep. No one cares. No. No one cares. The only the only. If, the only people that cared were the Patriots fans when they were missing him if, yeah, in the first four if, weeks. If Yelich tests positive tomorrow and has to sit out the first 50 games of the season, first of all, he wouldn't even be eligible for the playoffs. And if he came back and played well and helped the team get to, to the playoffs, people would be ranting and raving and saying he was a cheater and it was invalid and it shouldn't count. There's an asterisk by this, that, and the other thing. But in football, it's like, eh, whatever. Don't matter. We're fine. I don't. I don't understand. I don't that. have an answer for you is, on that. You know, is it is it just because baseball's so stat driven? I I don't I don't I don't know. It doesn't make um, a lot of sense to me. I think because the NFL maybe wants to be so progressive and they want to change things, they want to appeal to so many people. And let's be honest, steroids in a violent sport, maybe that's 
okay. You know what I mean? Whereas maybe in, in baseball where it's more of a, you know, the national pastime and it's saw, thought of a being so proper and these unwritten rules and all things that you need to adhere to in baseball that you would never dream of defying the game by doing these sorts of things, by violating your body, the sanctity of baseball, where it's football, it's like, we don't really care as long as you go out and tear the other guy's heads off. I mean, there there seems to be just a difference there on how you look at the game. So it's, it's worse to go, it's worse to speed in town than on the highway? Is kind of what you're, that, I mean... That's kind of what it seems well, like what to it, me. What I, it, I'm not saying that's right. Yeah. But when when you need bigger, stronger, faster guys in football, people don't seem, okay, great. Well, you just sit over there in the corner for four weeks. You know what I mean? Well, it's... I don't know. It's just, it's just another shady ass thing that the NFL does. And, and the fact that they that. don't even, they don't even report what it is. And these and the players just go ah, I, I, it's for, a, it was a mistake. I didn't knowingly do this. For a league this. that doesn't even report their injuries correctly, yeah. you think they're going to be, you know, really upfront with the illegal substance issue? No, no, no. It's just, not at all. It's that's, it's just one of those. Surprising. It's one of those weird things that you know. I I just wonder why the guys and it's it's not even necessarily about the league per se. It's like. Why do the Busteronis, Jason Starks, Peter Gammons uh, of the world that cover the game of baseball, why do they care so much about the PEDs in baseball where you've got the Glazers and the Adam Schefters and the Chris Mortenses who don't give a shit at all have about on. it in football? It just It's just weird how that is. I wonder what the reason is. I don't have an answer. I was going to look at the age discrepancy, but the only thing I can come up with is that the sport is just thought of differently. Well, and it has to be because of statistics. You don't go into the NFL Hall of Fame because you have good stats. In baseball, you you get in because Based of your on, stats. Yeah. So, I well, mean, a guy can, like Edgar Martinez, I, I no, not a Hall of Famer, if you can but also his stats say is. Give me a direct correlation on... What PEDs does to your body that you can catch 135 balls from a quarterback, or if you're a quarterback and it helps you complete, you know, 35 out of 50 passes every game for four, five touchdowns a game, uh, you don't hear that connection like somehow you do in baseball. Well, that obviously must mean that he's a better hitter and he can hit more balls out of the park and his average is going to go up and he's a better war player. You just don't hear that correlation statistically that you do in baseball because the first thing that's brought up when somebody does that, well, they point to their numbers. That must mean that so-and-so was doing stuff. Yeah, and I think the the, the word performance enhancing, I don't think that that's necessarily even an accurate description of what it is they're doing. I think it's more recovery. Oh, for sure. Than it is enhancing. Less your, your, your performance yeah. is enhanced by you being, being able, able to, to play yeah, and, right. and be healthier yep. every day. Absolutely. I don't know that it necessarily makes you recognize a curveball faster or come out of your break on a uh, on and, a slant quicker. And that's been the that's been the argument with Bonds. You still need unbelievable hand-eye coordination. The guy got one pitch a week to hit, and he hit it to the moon. He, it was either a home run <laughs> or, or, he or he walked or 11 walk, times. Or he got hit yeah. with that big monstrous building that he had on his elbow. Right. I mean, when you saw a pitch and you're able to do that consistently, uh, consistently I'm not really sure that had anything to do with stuff you were rubbing on yourself or injecting into your body. I That, that takes a certain amount of talent that is not provided. Now, because you're on the field every day, maybe that helps. Mm -hmm. You know, but as far as the actual skill of doing that, I you're going to have a hard time convincing me of that. It's just weird. Yeah. You know, it's it's the biggest deal in the world in baseball. It's not a big deal in football and in the NBA it's shh. Yeah. We don't do that. What do you mean? <laughs> Le LeBron? What? No. Stop no, it. No. No. All right, where else you want to go with this? You still want to ride the Super Bowl for a while? Well, yeah, I mean, okay. I, I just found it kind of funny that um, 
you know, of course, again, and we talked a little bit about it last week with the the whole Brady Belichick legacy thing, mm-hmm. win and lose, and and of course with Brady winning, now he has six titles. He's tied with Michael Jordan, and you get in. I saw on some shows you get oh. into the you know, is he on par with Jordan? Is he the greatest athlete of his time? Blah blah blah. But the Click. interesting, the interesting That's thing to me was like this Super Bowl. If you didn't already believe it, it should have reaffirmed to you that if if you're somebody that gets into the greatest of all time conversation, that you really can't count rings necessarily, especially in football, because Brady sucked and they won. And last year he threw for 500 yards and they lost. So I, I don't really know how to quantify that when I'm comparing him to a Joe Montana or or whatever. Um, it's just, you know, the, the ring argument, well, Brady's six and three, that's better than four and all. Well, yeah, but if you go back and look at each individual game on its own merit, you know, and and did he play better in, he played better in the Philadelphia game than he played in any win that they had. See, but this is why I don't like crediting quarterbacks with wins. Mm -hmm. He's a winner. Mm -hmm. Well, because the defense was really should have been the MVP. But nobody stood out right. to actual actually get that, and you're not going to just award it to a team defense. I mean, they gave Edelman the MVP, and he didn't even have a touchdown. touchdown. He didn't have the only touchdown right. in the game. So, and Sony Michelle didn't have monster numbers to deserve it. No. So I, I and, and again, that's why I don't like that giving credit to the 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 quarterback gets all the credit, but he also takes a lot of the blame. I just think there's more to it than. Well, your quarterback's a winner. These are the number of wins he has. Okay. Well, you need to look at that in snapshots. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in a game like the Super Bowl. Okay, he may have an extra Super Bowl title, but he wasn't that good. Right. So he gets a ring just like the long snapper gets a ring just for showing up and doing his job and not messing things up. Well, and the other thing I heard was that in all six of the Patriot championships, Brady has led a fourth quarter like game winning or tying or whatever touchdown mm-hmm. drive. And like he's supposed to get a bunch of credit for that, but it's like well, that's cool, but like Montana doesn't have four because he was beating the hell out of people in two of them right. or you know or, or like Aikman didn't have any cuz the Cowboys were destroying people. Yep. So like is that a is that a Does that make negative it better? against right. Yeah, that's right. I, I don't know. I no. don't I don't get it. It's those arguments are tough to quantify because it's like, well, what are we comparing? That's why I don't even get in the discussion. I well, you just, don't. You, but you hate fun, though. So really, yeah, I don't like no, fun. You're, 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 you don't like fun. <laughs> you should hear some of our road trips, and then you can question whether you like fun. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but I make my own. So yes, that is very accurate. Yeah. Um, can if, we can we change the uh, Lombardi Trophy now? Can we can we get, to the Belichick Trophy? Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't have any problem with it. I, I think people put Lombardi up people there. People lose be- their shit. Oh, completely. I understand that, and I'm saying this as a Packer fan, but, I mean, I, I, I don't think he has anything left to prove. No, he's... At all. And I'm just... I'm I'm half joking I about know, that. I understand. I, what, I think they should uh, take a page of what the NBA did. Uh, the, the NBA Finals MVP gets the Bill Russell Award. Okay. I think that the NFL Super Bowl MVP Belichick award maybe maybe down the line it's the Brady award but you know something I mean uh, six titles that's I don't yeah that's pretty pretty wild as much as I can't stand that that franchise the fan base their <laughs> owner I mean come on <laughs> just go away yes I again and I think that's why part of the reason why this Super Bowl was the fact that it was boring made it even worse because the New England was in it of because course. it was already kind of boring. But you know, get- if this was the Chiefs versus the Saints and it had been a thirteen to ten defensive struggle, you'd have been like, "Wow, that's with those two offenses. That's surprising. That was kind of cool." But it's two new. Pe- you've got a gr- you've got a good story in Breeze who's winding down his career. You've got the 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 great. MVPness of Patrick Mahomes. So you've you've got different stories rather than 
just one news story in the Rams, which they couldn't have salivated any more during the two weeks over Sean McVay than they already did. But everybody just kind of went along with the, okay, ho-hum, Brady and Belichick are back here again. Yeah. You know, I, I think if there were two different teams that had something else to offer in in the way that you can, you know, give something to the audience, you're Cause, right. Because we've I, I seen... I think you might, have some, you might have a different reaction well, to that outcome. we've seen low-scoring Super Bowls yeah. before. I mean, uh, Titans-Rams was low-scoring. Um, the game that ended on the one-yard line. Yeah, that was yeah. a low-scoring. The the two giant Patriot games, those were great games. Those yeah. were very low-scoring. So it's... You know, it's not necessarily that it was 13 to 3. It was just like, ugh. But has the league changed so much that people expect points because of all these rule changes? I think so. That now when you don't get into the 20s, it's like, what was wrong with that team? I well, think so, yeah. Nothing. Team, teams played good defense and the offense wasn't that great. But it's it, just that's like all it was. You know, if if the uh if in game seven of the finals this year, Golden State beats the Bucks. 82 to 67. So, yeah. Terrible. People are going to be, they will be killing that. Nobody's going to be going, God, Golden State, what an unbelievable defensive. They're going to go, Jesus. Can you make these anything? guys can shoot. Right. What is this all about? Yep. What what were you, what were you averaging all year? Yeah. Was, was, was somebody, were a couple people hurt? Were you playing your entire bench? I mean, the Rams averaged 32 points a game. They scored three. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't score like 13. Three. Nope, I understand. They ruined every pool. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, all right. You want to uh, jump off the uh, Sean McVay uh, coaching tree bandwagon? Well, I was never on. I it. know you weren't. <laughs> you were. You were. You were right from the get go. How many? How many branches out do we want to get on this thing? And I, I. And I think there's. You're justified in thinking that because. For somebody that worked with somebody for maybe a year and didn't do much in the way of planning, just in the same room trying to pick up stuff, and you just hope that that person has absorbed enough knowledge that you can call him a disciple and hand over the franchise and say, "See, we got the next, we we got the next guy." Does this change your opinion no. one way or the other no, on the Lafleur hire? No. Do you think it changes the general Packer fans' opinion of it? Well, they're stupid anyway. Well, that's true. Um, not, believe me, <laughs> you're not going to get an argument from this side. I don't of the think table. so. I think that I think nobody really was looking too deep at it mm -hmm. because you. I mean, you can go back to the Titans thing, and he, there was actually more in, that he was in charge of there than he ever was when he was with McVay. Yeah. So I think if you're going to lend weight to anything, you look at the, his time with the Titans more than when he was with the Rams. Sure. And I think that is a little sketchy to begin with. That's why I've never been okay. Yeah, we've got. It's like, okay, you're gonna have to show me something before I'm before I'm before I'm in here. Sure, you know, right. So I I don't know that they feel differently, but um, but but you're right. I think we can. I think we can do away with. Well, that. just everybody, just calm down. Yes, the guy may yep. he's 34 years old or whatever. He might end up being a a five time Super Bowl champion in the next 20 to 25 years. Not right but now. Can we just relax? Yep. The guy got completely 100% out coached. And, and after when the game was over, I kind of sat back and I thought about it. And I thought, why the hell did I even think that the Rams had a prayer in this game? There was no way Belichick was going to be outmaneuvered by that guy. Just no way. I, you know? I understand. I get it. Well, your boy uh, skipping surgery. That's yeah, kind of. Well, yeah, it's. Interesting. Said he doesn't need it. First time he's talked since then because he didn't talk at all after the season because of the concussion that he sustained in the last game. So now he's finally talking. Um, well, do do we can we find out what it is that you don't have to have surgery on? A sprain. It's all he said. It's that, all, that, well, it's, all, it's that, all he said. Well, that tells me that you weren't that hurt. That's what it tells me. Nope. Needed a knee brace until whatever week it was against the Patriots, November fourth. So yeah. Sprain. That's it. Yeah. I don't know. Y you and everybody else in the league, well, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, I just, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Well, he said, he said during the season, maybe, but now that it's not, I, I'm not diving in too deep to that. It, it, I don't, honestly, I don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't affect me as a fan either way. The fact that he wasn't that hurt, great. They had a piss poor season to begin with. 
Um, and it seems like nobody was really on board with the coach. So I, I'm just I'm kind of just wiping this season away. Just get just get it out. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it. It's done. Changes are are in. Let's go go forward. Yeah, let's. Um, don't even need to do anything. Is Rogers ever going to acknowledge that he's got a new coach? I you think don't or no? Or is he just gonna just kind of hang out and be the diva and talk to the State Farm guy about changing his pants and <laughs> what is what what's insured and what's not? That's a good question. You I, would I think, find that odd, don't yeah, you? Yeah, a little bit. Only because this is. I mean, let let's be serious though. Other people blow this up far more than either the coach or the quarterback probably want it to be blown up. So I I don't have a problem with them downplaying this a little bit. Um. I don't think it should be out of the question to uh, answer a few things, talk about the excitement level, talk about where they're headed, talk about how much he's looking forward to stuff. But the fact that there's been zero about it, a little weird, a little odd to me. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what that says. I mean, he's always been kind of a low-key dude. But when he has shown that he wants to say something, he hasn't really held back. Well, but let's be honest. I mean, the reason why you have a new coach is because you didn't like the old one. Pretty much. So that's what all signs you know, are pointing to. Now you got a new coach, and Aren't, shouldn't you're you be doing silent. jumping jacks? Or shouldn't you at least welcome him? Maybe be at the press conference when he's hired. Um, maybe um, give uh, give a little something at the NFL Honors thing the other night when you had an opportunity to. I yeah. mean, you, you know, I'm not saying you got to call a press conference and go, "God, this guy's wonderful." Yep. can't wait. Can't wait to just give him a big old kiss and and hug him and just get to that film study. I'm not saying he's got to do that, but you know, acknowledge that. Yeah, you know this this is exciting. It's going to be some changes that we're going to have to go through, but we're looking forward to it. Blah 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 blah. Talking point. Talking point. Does that stem? Does that or I should not stem from? Does that go back to your questionable leadership trait? I think it's all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're the leader of the team, I think you know if you're you know, a second-year guy, and you're looking at Rodgers like, okay, well, what does he think about this? Is he going to buy in? Well, do you think some of those guys have reached out to him and said, like, well, like when this has happened, do you, you think, think some Aaron of— think Rodgers is taking the calls from second-year dudes on the Packers? Well, some of his receivers that he wants to build a relationship with or even— Jimmy Graham or somebody else or running back Aaron Brooks when they when they when they find out that this has happened do you think maybe they're hitting over like hey dude what do you think about this maybe and, and that's probably stuff that we will never hear about um so I I mean I can't rule that out I don't know how teammates work in the locker room um you know Bakhtiari came out and said some stuff as well about complacency we you know we we kind of talked about that so I'm not just going to rule out that players haven't talked about it in their circles, but to not say anything publicly, yeah, well, even, and, even a sentence. Well, and and the leadership thing too. You know, it's not necessarily just the guy, the 53 guys in your locker room. It's the eight million people that live in this state. It's the millions of people around the country that are Packer fans. That are sitting there going, you're the who, you, you know. Yep. Tell me something. You're who is one this of the guy? best players in the league. We need to hear from you that you're cool and you're yeah. on board and you're excited. Because it's it, yeah. as reasonable as it is to say he doesn't really need to say anything. He's fine. This is all going to work itself out. It's equally as reasonable to go. He's pissed. He did not want this guy. He wanted fill in the blank. Um, that's why he's not communicating. Both could be true. We true. don't know. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, the silent treatment and the, you know, not not coming out and supporting or or whatever. Bad message. I think it, it, I, if I was a fan of the Packers, I'd be kind of like, well, okay, well, where are we going here? Right. Yeah. You know. Well, he's building his coaching staff right now, and, he, and he's pretty much done with it. Maybe now... You'll get some of that. They get to start in two weeks. They're starting April 1st. Well, as much... Or not, or two weeks earlier, I should say, but they're starting April 1st. As much as Rodgers has rabbit ears, <laughs> and he, as thin-skinned as he is, now that he's getting a little criticism for not saying anything, I do expect him to say something soon because that's kind of been his M.O. Whenever he's been called out for not doing something, he kind of seems to then do it, but then snark about right. the fact that he got called out for not doing mm-hmm. it. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. 
Um, I, 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 it's, it's interesting though. Cause I, I was listening to, um, I can't remember who I was listening to. It was, it was a podcast of some sort. Um, or maybe it was, uh, PTI and they had brought up that a uh, Kabir Baja Biamilla is one of the latest guys to come out and say some, say some negative things about it. And I, I haven't heard Did they Kate, even play together. I don't think so. I don't know. I'd have. I, I, I mean, I, well, maybe I he was that, on the bench. I heard that name today too, and I thought, Jesus Christ! I haven't heard that guy's name since like two thousand. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm like, okay, so now why are you saying? Because he compared him to Favre, and he was like, Favre was way more humble than Rogers is, and I'm just thinking, well, but you're not there, and I don't even know that you played with it. You know, Finley has said something the other day about, yeah, well, he's, he's got never, trust issues. Yep. And Janice came out and basically See, said... See, I haven't heard Ro- that either. Well, he basically came out and said, like, um, Rodgers basically beats down his receivers. What, it, you mean like a drill sergeant? Well, yeah, it's never his fault. And I heard Shannon Sharp talking about that today, and he's like, you know, um, if, if I had been on the Packers, I would have had a problem with Aaron Rodgers because you don't show me up on the field like that. You know, all the histrionics of, you know, a guy runs an out and he's doing all the arm waving right. and rolling his eyes and he's, it's like pointing and yeah, yeah it's like, you like, know, you got to be over there. What are you doing? So you do that. And then the coaching staff, because you're the crown jewel, they're like, well, piss on Janice, then get him out when maybe he didn't run the wrong, you know, I'm not saying Jeff Janice was right. some great player or anything. Looks like but, there was about two or three years of overlap. Okay. But, but Rogers wasn't even but he playing. he wasn't doing anything. Right. right. So how can you criticize the guy for... You know, not being a leader or having that sort of rapport with yeah, that's a little with, with receivers when you're the backup. I, I take Jennings, Finley, and Janice's comments a lot oh, more to heart, sure. considering they were in the huddle with him. Yeah, um, not not trying to tackle him when he was on the scout team. <laughs> you know, I mean, did he did he give you a little attitude, K K G B or whatever the hell your name was when you <laughs> smacked him in practice? Maybe, you know. Yeah. Did he have a chip on his shoulder because he thought he should have been the number one pick? Probably. Yeah. You know. Yeah, there, there haven't, and it's been documented. There hasn't been good stories about his attitude and stuff when he came in, right? And how much he didn't want to deal with the hazing or the "Hey, you're just a rookie" and that kind. He wanted some notoriety right from the get go, and that's and maybe that stems from a lot of that. I don't know. But when you're when you're a guy that seems to um, to be kind of a thin skinned guy, mm-hmm. and all these stories are coming out about basically how much of an asshole you can be and and have been and maybe are, wouldn't you want to kind of put those to rest a little bit, especially when you've got a new coaching regime coming in? I don't know. For somebody who has, to me, been pretty good at saying the right thing before the last season or two, he has picked what he has said very... um, He's very calculated. Yes. And he's done a pretty good job of that save for the last year or two. Yeah. And now it seems to be going way in the other direction. He's, well, I saw it happen with Jordan. I saw it happen with Kobe and you're starting to see it happen with LeBron. Once these guys get to a point in their career when they're in their mid thirties and they've won and their greatness has been established, they just say what they want. They don't care. You know, LeBron is getting to be that way with LA. He don't you don't like what he says? Too bad. He's gonna say whatever he wants about Kaepernick or the president or this or that. Doesn't really care what you think. Okay, well that's fine, but you know, you're gonna get backlash on that. Yep. And you gotta be prepared for that. And when you do that, you not only surprised. it's not only backlash on you, but it's backlash on your uh your team and your teammates because inevitably the media is gonna stick the microphone oh, in yeah. somebody on your team's face. And well, ask them a what question do you think that, about that you should be yep, answering, right. yep. you know, and yep. I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, overall, just to kind of put a bow on this season, not a not the best year for the NFL. I mean, the, the ratings, nobody's arguing that the Super Bowl is not the most highly watched program on television right. e- every year. Yep. But they still have to measure up to previous years mm-hmm. and how good. And this was the worst one worst since. Worst one in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I don't know, you know, combination of Patriot fatigue, um, people that have walked away from the sport for, you know, social reasons, concussions, reasons, yep. uh, domestic violence, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, it's that, but that's, that's a pretty big number, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, 
to be down and you know, you get the cowherds and all these people that are in bed with the NFL that are trying to spin it, but you know, facts are facts and like you say, they're always going to have the biggest ratings yeah. because it's a it's a one day yep. event. Um but it's got to be a little concerning or for them if somebody that the says that look at your numbers over the last few years and how down they're going in regular season. They were back up a little bit this year, mm-hmm. I think during the regular season than uh than 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 the previous year, but you know, when you're looking for corporate sponsors and people to throw a bunch of money, I mean, yeah, you can point to the fact that, you know, 40-some of the last 50 programs, the highest rated on television, have all been the NFL. Right. But, it, but if there's a general trend downwards, you know, that's a thing that you might want to start looking at. I'm not saying the league's in trouble by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But trends are trends. And if you don't, you know, if you don't turn one around, you just allow it to get worse. You 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 can only turn a blind eye for so long. Mm-hmm. This is an issue. This is an issue. And then you go, wait a minute. How the hell did we get here? Well, we told you about this a decade ago, and you haven't done squat. Right. Now look where we are. Well, that league, the league thrives on the drama. I mean, that's really mm-hmm. what it's it's a it's a reality soap opera is really what it is. I mean, it's true. You know, between the the early season penalty controversies with you know like oh, what the, happened the with the Clay Packers and the, and, in the first and, two weeks, you yeah. know, you had all that going on early. Then you get the Kareem Hunt thing in the yep. middle of the season with the domestic violence. Then you get the end of the year, the blown call in the NFC title game. Yep. It's just one thing after the other with this league, and you know, people love football, so they're still gonna watch football. But I I have a feeling that. You know, if it keeps going this way, that you're going to start losing more of the casual fan, the mom, the grandma, the wife. I, I love my Packers. Well, I'll always watch them. You might watch them, but are you going to watch the Chargers and the Browns at 3.30 when the Packers are over? And no. are you going to watch Sunday night? Are you going to watch Monday night and Thursday night and all that? So... You know, it's easy to follow. It's easier now than ever in every sport to just follow your team yeah. as opposed to the league, you know. You have a note about dynasties being good or bad, which I think we can all all admit that the the Patriots are a dynasty, and I guess my answer to that is I don't know because it depends on how long it lasts. I think the Cowboys for as much as they won um in the 90s I think that was good while it lasted. It wasn't too long, but it was just enough where you said you 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 can point to that era, the couple coaches and the real core group of players that were on that team. Like right now, outside of New England's Belichick and Brady, who's mentioned in the dynasty? Maybe Gronk. Who else is part of that group that has been around? Well, there, there's really been two dynasties in in the last. You know, 15 years, you last had, decade you plus. You had the first three that they won that was predicated on that defense. The Brewskis, Will Fork, uh, you know, Vrabel, Ty, Ty Law, Law mm-hmm. that, that group. And then you've got this later group. So nobody in the middle. Just Could, could you argue that it's just been one long one? Sure. It's similar to the Spurs in the NBA with when they had Duncan, you know, from 98 to 2014, basically 15, they won five titles in that span. So, you know, did they win them? They didn't win any consecutively. They did not win any back to back. Um, and the Patriots, I believe, only won back to back once. But when you, I don't know, I guess. Well, to answer your question, I think dynasties are okay and they're good because it's something for people to talk about and it gives people material and it, gives it really people something to root against when it gets to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And I think we are past that point. I think if you would have had those first three championships with New England, you probably could have called us to dynasty, put a bow on it, and we'd be done. Right now, it's gotten to the point where people are tired of them. You need them them to leave. People got tired of them. People got tired are tired of Golden State. Uh, got tired of Miami Heat, got tired of Shaq and Kobe's Lakers. Um, you know, they're tired, the Yan- they tired of the Yankees. Got, oh, 100% were tired of the Yankees. I think people are getting tired of the Red Sox. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know whether they're good or bad or not. I think they're good for the leagues and the ratings and stuff like that. I'm not sure they're good for the the health of the leagues, that the same teams all the time. I don't know that it's good for the other 14 teams in the Western Conference that Golden State's going to go to their fifth straight finals. I, I don't know how that's good for the Timberwolves. And I don't know how you can put a cap on it. For a while, it seems to be good, and then it reaches a point where yeah. it starts to be bad. Right. I think that's the only way you can really classify yeah. that. It's an interesting thing yeah. because there's not, you know, it, it like you said, it depends on what you classify as a dynasty. Right. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. All right, that's pretty much your NFL season. Um, it's, it's weird. <laughs> It's weird that off-season activities start in like two months. That's really, I mean, that's basically go home, spend time with wife and kids, or if you're a single NFL guy, go live it up for a while, eat bonbons, and then check in for See how many times you can get arrested in the summer. Ooh, good one. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Bucks and the Wizards are playing tonight mm-hmm. as we record this. Uh, second time in, what, five days? Yeah, pretty something like pretty that. much, yeah. and a lot's happened since then for both teams because they're both down a player since the last time they played. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you, you were asleep, but I kind of went off at about five a.m. this morning, um, and I said I don't understand, and maybe you can help me with this. I don't understand how these bigger, stronger, faster guys are at home. People who have way more athletic ability, way more flexibility, way more reaction time. How does your average Joe get through life on a daily basis, not hurting themselves at home, doing regular things. And these athletes somehow can't do that. I don't know how they get through their daily lives without hurting themselves because how do you rupture your Achilles tendon when you're at home? Yeah, I, well, I I don't believe the story. Um, I mean, for those that you don't mean, know, like, John Wall uh, blew out of his the Achilles. Wizards, tore his Achilles tendon allegedly at home the other day. Luke trying Roy get to the get the suitcase yeah, dropped on, trying his hand. to get into the shower. Um, <laughs> really? You know, the story is uh, he's got a lower leg injury. He was in a walking boot. He took the boot off to take a shower, and then he slipped with the boot off. Um, you know, what, typically with an Achilles injury, it's it's. Um, it, those things kind of build up like it was going to happen. It just happened then. I don't believe the story. About just the shower like, and no, the just like I didn't believe that a suitcase fell on Luke Christ's hand. He punched a wall. That's how you do that. I I know people. I just, I don't, <laughs> I know people. Yeah, That's I, good. I, I know people that have done that uh-huh. and broke their hand. I mean, come on. I, I, We're not I, stupid. I just don't. It's like the guy that, you do- know, sn- didn't Sammy Sosa throw his back out sneezing in the shower once or, yeah. you know, something? Well, who Come was on. the, who was the, was it the second baseman who climbed on top of his truck to wash it? And then was it Jeff Kent, I think, who yeah. did that, who hurt yeah. himself? And then you find out that he was dirt biking. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what? I yeah, these guys are all doing, because they're all, they're all competitive daredevil, I can't be hurt, he-men type guys. They do this stuff and then they get hurt and they don't want to admit that they were stupid. My, was it Matt Wise slicing his hand open on a salad tongs? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, in, in the clubhouse? Yeah, I was like, what? 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 Huh? So, well, Scooter. Scooter did that a couple years ago. He sliced his hand open in the shower and missed like six weeks. You know, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Give me that shit. Who do you think you're talking to? Right. I punched walls. I know what happens. <laughs> the hell out of here. You, you know people. Come on, Luke, right? All right. So the Wiz tonight, Maker is gone for uh, Stanley Johnson. Mm-hmm. I texted you about that today, and you basically said, hey, he's a guy. Um, well, he's a defender. Yeah. He's a guy that um, I think if the Bucks have their way in the next, I don't know, 18 hours before the trade deadline Thursday afternoon, I think, well, no, they can't. I think they're okay. they're trying to move Tony Snell. Um he makes about $11 million this year and next year and then a player option the following year, which I'm sure he'll pick up. Um, it'd be, it's going to be hard to trade him because of the money that he makes. They would have to add some kind of a kicker, whether it's a draft pick or DiVincenzo or Christian Wood or something like that. But Johnson, I think, has a chance to get Snell's minutes. He's a little younger, more athletic, better defender, but not as good a shooter. Okay. Um, you know, they got him to, to, to guard Kawhi Leonard. To guard Ben Simmons, uh, to guard Tatum, 
Brown, Irving on Boston. That's that's kind of what what they brought him in for. Okay. Um, you know, Philly got two, better. You mentioned the 76ers. Yeah, they they got better. They got Tobias Harris. I, I, and again, I don't follow the league like you do. This is a the guy they drafted and then they traded, right? Who that? The Bucks. Oh yes, yes, yes. The Bucks. So drafted he's Tobias been gone Harris. for I mean years. Eh, about eight nine years. Yeah. He's he. I mean he's gotten that good. Yeah, he's a good player. He was okay. he was a good player when they traded him. It was a dumb trade at the time. Okay. It was uh, very short sighted. But if they hadn't traded him, they would not have ended up with Giannis. Just how it worked okay. out. So All it was right. a good thing. But yeah, Harris to Philly. Um, Philly decimated their bench to make the trade. They now probably have the best starting five in basketball. Well, in the East, I should say. Uh, they have no bench, and there's only one basketball. So it'll be interesting. They've they've already had some bickering between Butler and Bede and Simmons, and now you're going to add in another guy who had 30 last night in Tobias Harris, so it's not like he's not going to want the ball. Um, and then J.J. Reddick's their fifth guy. So we'll we'll see how that works. Sounds dramatic. You know? All right. It, it's got the potential to be very good, but it could blow up in their face. Okay. So Well, the Bucks, uh getting back to them, they uh, – they started out with that loss to OKC on the road, and then they won the last four games. So they're still sitting pretty. Um, yeah, great road trip. Yeah. Great road trip. I mean, loss in Oklahoma City. No big okay. deal. Right. But every everything else, awesome. Yep. Um, on the horizon, you got the Mavs on the road. You got the Magic at home. That one's on Saturday. And then you're at the Bulls on Monday. Yeah. Those counting, all... counting tonight, five games left before the All-Star break, okay. and all five of them... Winnable. Very, very winnable. Yeah. You know, a toughest game is probably that one down in Dallas, Dallas. on Friday. Yeah. Um, and I saw them handle them pretty pretty easily on Martin Luther King Day. Right. So, um, what is going on in LA <laughs> and in New Orleans? Um, I, I, I tried to keep up with stuff on what people are saying in, in the talking heads and the so called experts. Um, uh, is it just a case of. Davis has basically told his own team, no matter what happens, I'm not going to be back here. And they are now up against a time clock for this year, not necessarily this year, but next year. But the law of diminishing return starts to kick in. So you're just making sure you can get something. But as the clock keeps getting closer, I mean, aren't people going to start offering less and less? No. Okay. No, I, that's generally how I understand that works. You're telling me that's not the case. No, not in this case. Okay. Um, yeah, this has kind of been botched from the get go by <laughs> by Anthony Davis and his, his agent. agent Rich yeah. Paul, who is LeBron's crony. That's right. I remember you mentioned the, that. The whole thing was that th- this is this is what LeBron does. Uh, he did it in Miami. He well, he tried to do it in Miami. He did it in Cleveland, and he's trying to do it in L.A. Where LeBron James is a great player, but the reason why I will never say that he's better than Michael Jordan is because he has to have everything perfectly situated to his needs in order for him to succeed. Um, when they went down to Miami that first year, they started out nine and eight. And I'm reading a book right now, and. Uh, it's about that season and some of the things that went on in the league. And Pat Riley, the the head of the uh, Heat, is interviewed in that, and they're talking about signing LeBron that summer and how the season started. And they had a meeting. Riley had a meeting with Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. And LeBron basically, in not so many words, told him he needed to get rid of Spolstra, the head coach, and Riley needed to come down and coach the team. And Riley said, no, no, sorry, I run this team, not you. And um, there were some other things that went on with LeBron. He wanted his friends and family to ride on the team plane. Not going to happen. <laughs> you know, there were some other things that he wanted done in Miami that Miami was not going to acquiesce to him to do. And that's ended up being one of the reasons why he went back to Cleveland. And then he went back to Cleveland and basically held them hostage by signing all these one-year deals and kind of forcing their hand. He forced them to fire their coach he forced them into the Kevin Love trade. He kind of forced them into giving a uh, couple guys on the roster that were also clients of Rich Paul big raises. Um, and now he leaves Cleveland, and they're a mess. <laughs> so now he goes to L.A. where he's playing with a bunch of 20, 21, and 22-year-olds, 
And last night in Indiana, uh, Brandon Ingram, who's one of the centerpieces of the proposed trade for Anthony Davis, is standing at the free throw line, and everybody in Atlanta and in Indiana is chanting, LeBron wants that. to trade you. <laughs> yeah. LeBron I, wants to trade you. <laughs> I saw comments on that, yeah. And then now you got LeVar Ball coming out and saying, my kid don't want to play in New Orleans. So all this stuff's going on, and the guys in New Orleans are sitting there, and they're looking around going, well, these guys in L.A. don't really want to be here in New Orleans. Um, they haven't proven anything without LeBron. They were like 6-13 and 13 when he was hurt. They were not very good last year. None of them are surefire all-stars. Um, they would definitely be better off waiting until the summer when you find out who gets the number one pick in the draft. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Might be the Knicks. Might be Dallas. Who knows? Clippers are trying to tank Could right now. Could be the now. Clippers. They're trying to tank. Um, you don't know if Kyrie Irving is going to resign in Boston. You don't know what Kevin Durant's going to do. Um, you also don't know who's going to be available on the trade market. Uh, Boston has the most assets. They've kind of been looked at as the team where if uh, the Pelicans wait till the summer, they can offer a better package in June than the Lakers can now. Um, no credence to his dad saying he's, his kid's never going to play in Boston? Um, no, okay. I don't think so. I, I, I was just curious. I, I think you've heard stuff like that before, and guys get there and it can change overnight. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of people, from what I've heard and read, there's a lot of people. Del Demps is the general manager of the Pelicans, and you kind of got to know a little bit about the background of the, of the team to know what a debacle it is down there. The Pelicans were owned by the Benson family, who also owned the Saints. Right. The old man, I don't he, know if he's dead I, or if he's, I, I think or if he's, he's like. Alzheimer's or whatever. I think he is. Well, his wife owns both the teams now, and the guy who runs the Saints, Mickey Loomis, also runs the Pelicans. So you got a football guy running the team, and Del Demps is the general manager, so he doesn't really have anybody above him that are quote-unquote basketball people. So he's reaching out to all of his... People in the league, you know, people that he's friends with, guys that mentored him and whatnot, and they're all telling him, do not make this trade. You will lose your job. You will never get the, a general manager job again in this league if you allow yourself to be strong-armed by LeBron James and his people. Um, it's, a, it's a bad trade for the Pelicans. It will effectively kill basketball in New Orleans if they make this trade, is what these people are telling the general manager. Now, some of that I think is self-serving because they right. don't want the Lakers to get better. Uh, but but a lot of it is true. Um, you cannot let a player dictate how other teams run their business. If LeBron wants to tell Magic Johnson how to run the Lakers, that's their prerogative. But you can't let LeBron James through Rich Paul dictate how the Pelicans do their business. So be interesting to see what yeah. happens with that. I don't see him moving tomorrow. I think that okay. um I don't think he'll ever put a Pelican uniform on again. All right. I think if he's on the team, they will shut him down and really? he won't like it. But you know what? That's what happens when you say you don't want to play here. Right. Because if I'm running that team, I'm looking at you going, I don't want you blowing your knee out in April. Then what do I do? Right. Now I can't trade you for anything. Now I'm and I'm really in it. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. It's All gonna right. be an interesting fight. Trade deadline is when? Tomorrow afternoon. Oh, boy. And I, I don't think the Bucks are done. Really? I think they'll make a little – I think there'll be something small, okay. like I said, with a snell. Um, yeah. And just one thing I wanted to say about the Thon. Sure. Um, kind of sad to see him go. Um, he's Giannis's boy. Giannis was sad to see him go. Um, but it, it is kind of funny. You know, you're on the best team in the East, and you're complaining about your lack of playing time. We talked and, about and, that. And I, get, that, I understand. You're young. You, you're trying to show – well, who you are, and and you're up for some contract extensions in the next two years, but you get traded to a team that's got a center in Andre Drummond, who's on a long term, very lucrative contract, and you've got Blake Griffin at power forward, who's on a long term, lucrative contract, and they're both better than you. I'm not sure where you're going to get all these minutes. You're thinking you're going to get. Good luck with that. Huh? Um, was this a cost saving move? I mean, three and a half mil, a little bit. I mean, not dropping the bucket, maybe, yeah. but... Yeah, well, you know, it allows you to improve. throw a couple more million bucks at a Middleton or a sure. Bledsoe or a Brogdon. Okay. So... All right. Yeah. 
we're closing in on the hour mark already, and we still got uh, a lot of stuff to get to. So let's roll through some college hoops. I watched a little bit of that Marquette game um, last just, night. Just, yep. just before you move sure. on, a, a breaking trade oh, here boy. that's a little. Uh, Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis have been traded to the Wizards for Otto Porter Jr. I don't know who that is. So uh, okay. interesting trade. All right. So Jabari is a wizard. Third team in what? Six months? <laughs> Can't be playing tonight, obviously. No, no, but no. Did the Bucks see the Wizards going uh, forward? Maybe anymore? one more time. All right. Yeah, hopefully. He's old team. They still in it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, again, watch a little bit of that Marquette game. Now, two Big East losses, but both have been to St. John's. Yep. Um, uh, what do they got on them? Too many athletes. Okay. Just it's that simple. Um, last night watching that game uh as much as i love to watch marcus howard he's a great college player bad uh you can't you 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 see in games like last night why he cannot play in the at the nba level um too small and st john's basically they're they're set up like an nba team everybody on the floor is between like 64 and 69 and they all got long limbs and they're all super athletic marquette runs a ton of ball screens so st john's just switched everything so there Mullen, was really no advantage. Mullen a good coach? Yeah, I think he's doing a pretty good job. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's a matchup thing. Marquette just cannot match uh, the athletes that St. John's has. They have them at every position. Right. St. John's seems to kind of get up to play Marquette. Um, it right. happens. Okay. Uh, got a turnaround against Villanova on Saturday. At least it's at home, but uh, that's another it's thing. It's going to be a tough one. And, and that's another. They had won 14 at home. They yeah. were un, undefeated at home, yep. and I was really surprised. Uh, because a lot of people looked at that game uh, at St. John's was like, okay, on the road, maybe they're really up for that. We'll get them at home and things will be different. And I was like, Whoa. well, St. John's is the third best team in the Big East. Okay. So um, they've got Marquette's number. Unfortunately for Marquette, now they're two games behind Villanova. Yep. Um, they're going to have to beat them twice. And they twice, got twice. Right. You know, to, and, and then not losing anybody else to have a chance to win the win the league. And so they got DePaul in six days. So, mm-hmm. um Conference tournament's coming up here sooner rather yeah, than about later. about another month. Yep. Uh, Badgers play tonight um, at Minnesota. The Gophers are 11-1 and at home. Surprising. Um, but that's that's a revenge game because they they beat them surprisingly at the Kohl Center uh, just last month. But Wisconsin kind of in their traditional fourth place in the Big Ten. That's kind of where mm-hmm. you generally see them unless it's an unbelievable year. They're, they're still in the top half. Um, I think what's going on at Michigan State and some of these other places is pretty fascinating. I mean, Michigan State is kind of reeling a little bit. Mm-hmm. They um, are because they just lost to Illinois, and that's that's, that's one a of, bad team. Yeah, and, it's a bad team. And uh, Illinois won against Minnesota, kind of in the same fashion, where you're like, "What yeah. happened there?" Yeah, you know, um, because because UW didn't really have any problem with them. No. Um, well, but, this is the toughest week of the year for for Bucky. Oh, for sure, you both know, road games, three road games. Or uh, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, Minnesota, Michigan, yep, and Michigan, yeah, Michigan State. on Saturday. So, yep, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if they somehow win two out of three, I think you'd be pretty oh, happy with I that. I would be very happy with that. Um, for sure. I think though, if you're gonna uh, tonight is the one is that is the must win. I think it's the most realistic win. You know, I don't think you can expect to go into Michigan Saturday afternoon in a revenge game for them, and they've you know they've been knocked off again. So they're trying to get back on their mm-hmm. on their uh, horse. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough week for the Badgers, but their depth will be tested. Um, you know, teams are gonna are really gonna make other guys. At, now at this point in the year is when you really make the other guys beat you. You cannot allow Hap to have twenty six and twelve. Um, you just can't. You got to make Kobe King and Brad Davidson and Trice and and Pritzel and these guys. You got to make them make jump shots. How bad Davidson going to get booed at at these places? Oh, people don't seem out of the building. Some to like him no. at all. No. Different opponents. No, nope. including the guy right across from me. Yeah, he's a punk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Brewers are coming up. They're packing the trucks. They're going down to. I, I love the statistic or the stuff that Schlesinger put uh, talking to. Uh, I don't know whether it's Rosiak or Hard Record or somebody about all the stuff they're putting on the trucks to the cases of bubble gum and sunflower seeds. I'm kind of curious to see what the uh, Bruce Fields of Phoenix look like. I'm excited to to hear baseball, see baseball. Somebody said again. Uh, I saw that they should do uh, like remember what was that movie called uh, like Rat Race where everybody had to race for the yes. treasure. Yep. Everybody should should load up their trucks and they should race to Arizona. That'd all, be all the really teams. cool. Yeah, 
Like I would Cubs, and then somebody Cubs gets... have to race the Brewers and ah, uh, I like just what something you else we could beat them in. See if they in. pick a different route yeah. and like put a cameraman along with them yeah, and stuff like that. Can, something else we can beat them that in. That would be... Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be actually pretty fascinating. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, story came out uh, late last night this morning about all these rule changes between the league I was wondering and if the you players saw associated. This. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I talked about it this morning. Um, again, nothing's been advanced but when you got a, a collective bargaining agreement coming up and you're going to try and work some of these things in and again maybe you use the the minor leagues as as the guinea pig mm-hmm. for kind of test some of this out before you implement it the big leagues um the ones that that caught my eye were the three batter minimum for the pitchers which if you're from the Mike Matheny Tony Larusa s- school of coaching that would probably make them lose their minds right that's got to be a pace of play issue well, for sure. Yeah. Like, we can't be throwing, okay, you you throw one pitch and the guy gets a base hit, he's gone. Well, probably would make Council real thrilled. Oh, no. I, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure it doesn't make anybody real thrilled. Yeah. You're you're now sticking a fork in my in my late game game plan. Mm-hmm. Don't do that it, with Well, me. yeah, it kind of eliminates the uh, the Brian Schaus, Mitch Stetter. Right. You know, lefty. Lefty matchup. Tony Fossis, Jesse Orozco. Ooh. Good one. Yeah. I like that. I haven't heard of Roscoe's name in a long time. Uh, designated hitter in the National League. It's coming. It's coming. You, you think so? Yeah. I think that's... Uh, How excited are of, pitchers of, of in that league going to be? Uh, I think for the most part, they'll be fine. There will be a couple that, that like, oh, will I complain about hitting. it. But oh, okay. Yeah, I think of all of these, I think that's the one that we're going to see coming. Okay. And I think as much as I don't like the DH, I think it just... It needs to happen. It's stupid that these... that. National League teams construct their rosters differently, and that it affects the playoff. It's just in the way they put the put the batting order. Yeah. Now I'm going to bat the pitcher yeah. eighth, it, and all it's that. It's dumb. Yeah. Okay, it's dumb. A uh, twenty second pitch clock. We've we've kind of seen a little bit of that already. I'm not really for that. Uh, expansion of the roster. Don't care. Um, I don't know about the st- I, see, and I don't know what the effect of lowering the mound will be. Get hitters a better vantage point of the ball. Draft changes or a trade deadline before the All Star break. None of that really well, has the, an impact on me so much that I that I give it a thought. the 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 trade deadline one is interesting because with the second wild card now, teams are in it longer. Right. So if they move the deadline before the All Star break, I would think that it would kind of temper some of the movement. Okay. Because I'm not going to make a deal in July. When I've got three months left, I right. don't necessarily know where but I am. But if you think you're in it, now they're forcing you to. What I think they need to do is they need to get rid of the waiver wire deadline. Just right. have one deadline. And that's you shouldn't it. have a trade deadline, and then you could still make trades. Like what? what that's, what's the that's point of the deadline? What it is, right? You know. Yeah. So just make it at the end of July. Get rid of that waiver thing. Um, you know. If you want to sign a guy the last day of the season and put him on your playoff roster, then do it. I don't care. But. There's got to be some ways to clean some of this stuff up, but yeah, the DH is the top one, and then the three batter, the three batter minimum is interesting. I, I think that they will get a lot of pushback from the union on that one. Yeah, I would say so because I mean, not only that, you're talking jobs, right? Yeah, and and managers aren't going to be thrilled about it either. No, so I mean, I I, I don't know, I don't know who would be in support of uh, who would be in support of it other than fans who complain that the game is too long. Well, and it's like. Okay, if I bring in a guy with two outs in the seventh to face a lefty, to face Bryce Harper, and he gets him out, so now I have to I leave him in. I don't to, need him to anymore. Bad against right. the first two guys in the lineup that are righty. Like right. I, I don't know how that would work. It's it's, it's a strange. Just, it's one. it's simply you're right, and it's simply pace of play. But you're now allowing. I mean, believe me, and you brought up the exact two people that I thought of when I saw this was Larusa and Matheny, yeah. and it was like. The four pitchers in an inning crap. Yes. I can't I can't deal. Yep. And and I, I always love listening to Euchre when that happens because you can tell he's annoyed. Oh, yeah. It's like he's got fish to catch. He's on, not man. trying to sit there all day. Dude, come on, I gotta get out to my That's boat. That's right. What are you doing? Jesus. We've been here long enough. No top five this week. We, no, we couldn't think of anything we're good. We're kind of struggling on the top five. So if you we, have we may have to change that up. I, uh, Maybe we'll once a month or we'll something. See. I don't know yeah. what what we can do, but uh, if you have any suggestions, um, give us you know at podcast yeah, foul on send Twitter. Us, send us some hate mail. <laughs> You're completely wrong on this. I'm always good for a, for a clap back, you know. 
Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. You can follow us on Twitter again at Podcast Foul. We'll post the link uh, every week as we do to the Intentional Foul uh, podcast. Dan's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Doesn't matter. I'm sure most of you that listen probably even have our phone numbers. So don't forget to listen to us here the you know the next couple of weeks calling these high school games. We're getting down to the end of the season. So yes. Yep. Games will start to matter a little bit more. For sure. Um that's one thing I I didn't I didn't touch on, but I'm kind of curious to see how it goes because I got some feedback from some coaches and the, what I took away from the WIA Board of Control meeting is that they're gonna turn it over to a computer. To pick mm-hmm. the football seedings. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if that goes over, which eliminates your coaches meeting, whether that's going to catch on in the basketball, baseball, all these seeding meetings where there's a lot of politicking going on. Well, and matchup sort of thing. It, and it's not a true reflection of who's the best down the line. Maybe we'll have to get into that. We'll have a yeah. little time now with, with less football. So, so yep. unless you want to talk about your AAL or AFL or ALF You don't even know what, what they are. are CRAP you? or... <laughs> Kicks off CBS on Saturday. What is it called? It's the Alliance of American Football. AAF. AF. AF. It'd be better if it was ELF. That's the intentional foul for this little bastard. Thank you for listening again. Appreciate the download. Feedback is always welcome. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Go Bucks.